Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, I'm Sharon McMahon, longtime government and law teacher. And on my podcast, here's where it gets interesting. I dive deeply into the stories you haven't heard about America's greatest thinkers and figureheads. I also interview many of today's leading cultural experts like Adam Grant, Ken Burns, and Patrick Redden Keefe, who share their insights challenge us to think in new and innovative ways. So follow Here's Where It Gets Interesting on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Thank you, too. Summertime And the living is easy 
Hey friends, welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is the quick hit for the Syracuse Lakeview Amphitheater Show from 7-10-2016. We are here with Jake Cohen. You know him on Twitter as at Smooth Atonal Sound. And Jake, who was at the show, and thanks for joining us, Jake. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, fun to, to, to talk about the show afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so it was an interesting show and a new venue. Uh, yes. Why don't you tell us about the venue? Venue is well. So the the sort of talk going into the ven- you know into the show that everybody was discussing was the fact that the venue not only is it brand new, like not just new for fish, but a, a new venue, uh, but it was built on top of a toxic waste dump. So um, <laughs> so that's that's a lot of fun. Um, uh, we had some, me and me and uh, my car driving out. We're trying to devise an all toxic. Um, set list, you know, Buried Alive, Reba. Um, we had Waste on there, which they played at the show, which was nice. Um, and, uh, you know, we had, a, we, had a, we had a few, Mercury, a few other good ones on there. Um, and I actually read an article that said that there was Mercury in the ground at the venue, so there you go. Yeah, in, um, in the dust. That's yeah, good. in the dust, exactly. So we all got to breathe in heavy metals and toxic uh, fumes and whatnot. Um, no, it was, it was um, you know, everybody was sort of talking about, oh, was that going to be a thing we were joking about getting face masks and whatnot but you know, the venue itself is gorgeous it's right on onondaga lake and um you know it's the the lake is directly behind the stage the sun was setting off to the page side behind the stage um so it was really pretty um the only downside to the venue is that it, the logistics are horrible they clearly haven't figured out how to get in and out of the venue efficiently yet because I think there's only been like half a dozen shows there. I understand Um, some of the lots are very distant. Yeah, the lots are across the highway and the only way to get there is by a a, a footbridge that we were calling the Wook Bridge. Um, And um, yeah, it it took about a half hour to get from where your car was parked to the front entrance. And then there was only one one way in, one way out. So it was a total bottleneck both getting in and getting out after the show. But those things aside, it is a very pretty venue. Um, I hope that I am not growing any, um, you know, extra body parts afterwards. Um, and other than that, it's it was really pretty. I want to get good, good shoes, lawn, so. good lawn, and good, nice, um, you know, decent facilities and everything, and and all that. Cool. Well, yeah. Yeah, the pictures definitely looked nice. They don't reveal the. Uh, you know, hidden nature of the <laughs> yeah. It's exactly. a dump, a dump with a view. Yeah, it's a dump with a view. Exactly. That's cool. Exactly. And so let's talk about this uh, show. Uh, everybody is on about this first set, and I yeah. see why. Yeah, um, I think you know people were sort of expecting this this kind of a show to crop up at some point. Um, you know, the sort of like all bust out, all rarities set, um, especially um, sort of given the trajectory of last summer. Where you know you had those alpine shows coming after Blossom, um, and uh, and everything, it sort of felt the same way that we had like two big heaters of a show with Mansfield and uh, Hartford, and then maybe we'd get sort of you know this um, never miss a Sunday show, you know one off kind of tougher to get to show that they might reward us, and thankfully they did. So um, I was I was joking around. I'd been chasing Tila for a hundred and. 45 shows and finally oh, wow. got it yeah finally got it it's my favorite first song finally got it saturday night in hartford so i was ecstatic and 
my friends were asking me, oh, what, you know, what are you chasing now? And I was kind of joking. I was like, oh, I guess Landlady. Um, <laughs> and then they opened the show with Landlady. And um, I think part of it was because the, um, the stage where, where Fish was standing was um, sort of pretty far from the edge of the stage. And um, so Mike and Trey sort of commented how far they were from the people in the pit. And then they walked out to the front to be a little closer to them. And then when they were standing right next to each other, it's like, well, they could do Landlady pretty easily and do the dance right up there. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, so many so many songs that were really kind of like, you know, set list patters, um, you know, like, you know, pad your set list stats. I mean, um, you know, Destiny Unbound, Ha Ha Ha. Um, you know, that first set had the mound, the mango song, which I'd been hoping for all tour long. Right. Um, everybody at least got to the 50% club with timber. Yeah. Timber, timber, timber was great. Um, <laughs> I right. was, you know, I, I, ever since when, ever since they, you know, premiered a song called timber, just timber, not timber ho or timber Jerry, I'd kind of been joking, Oh, they should do timber into timber back into timber or something like that. And they finally did. So that was pretty, uh, pretty fun um you know a lot of just one of those sets where you're you're smiling the whole time because it's you know it's all these songs that you just love that you never get to hear um and it was it was pretty well played too uh friends came off pretty well it's slowly hanging together it's a weird song yeah the the new the new fishman song friends was um yeah, I you know I, it was cool. It was cool to hear it coming out of um, the cross-eyed at Man, um, and um, uh, you know was, they they segged into it really nicely then. And as a standalone, yeah, it, it's 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 you know it's it's funny. It's like this weird punk song yeah. during the verses, and then I don't even know how to describe it during the chorus. It's almost like this anthemic '70s rock right. kind of thing. Um, my wife thinks it sounds like Elvis, Cost- an Elvis Costello song. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to play it again and think yeah. about that. Well, uh, uh, Elvis Costello, as sung by John Fishman, so right. it's a big caveat. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and actually, there was a there was a prominent Fishman theme throughout the show. Yep. Um, Trey introduced, you know, Trey. Obviously, it's a hometown show for Fish, and they, um, uh, you know, they were int- they introduced him, and they kept on citing his uh his high school they kept on dropping his you know duet high school um and uh fishman even said oh yeah that's where moses duet comes from the old nickname that they used to always use for him in in the 90s so um it was uh yeah it was you know and then he said you know trey was like oh and we're gonna play a song by john fishman now called ha 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 and everyone loved it of course and um yeah so there were and then even in the second set there were a number of other references to to Fishman. Um, the the drum solo during Frankenstein uh, got a uh, you know John you know sort of the John Fishman Moby Dick, but John right. Fishman you know do it high school <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it was a fun show. They were definitely throwing a lot of tribute to him. Uh, it, notable also, I want to not I don't want to fail to mention the jam and tube. Although short, still a short tube was really nasty it was, it was really good yeah it was you know it's it's we we forget sometimes that uh you know to you know you can have a good version of tube that is still under five minutes right. <laughs> um yeah and then in the second set you know um they open with drowned and everybody was hoping you know this might have some have some legs and really go for it and um you know the, there weren't there weren't really any very long 
jams in the second set, but there were a few pretty solid moments, um, you know, improvisationally. Uh, the drowns definitely sort of got a little weird and got out there. Um, the Piper, uh, you know, was it was probably like a seven-minute version of Piper. Um, I called it a no-build Piper because they played the chords and then instantly started singing. There was not even a... No, not even a, a fake a fake build of any kind. But then once they got the jam going, they immediately turned the corner, went into a minor key, played an extended chord to get it to sort of indicate that they're going deep. And um, yeah, it was really nice, even though it was only like a little seven minute version. Yeah, um, I've been calling these. Uh, I've been in the in the new vogue of quote unquote microdosing. At least in the articles about microdosing, I'm wondering <laughs> if Fish has uh, taken to that and decided to give us micro jams. Micro jams, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, you know, they're packing a lot of heat into very small small time spaces. So they are. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, obviously, we love when they do a 19 minute disease like they did the other night. But you know, a, a, a seven minute Piper that's got some quality stuff in it is still pretty good. And the drowned was about 12 minutes before it landed into twist, a very nice, short yeah. twist. Yeah, short twist. And Martian and, Monster uh, had some instrument switching and a little bit of leg to it as well. Yeah, another another big rotation jam. All three sh- I mean, I think almost every show this tour, or at least uh, the the second half of the, of this first part of tour, at least in SPAC, um, every stop has had some instance of Treg hopping over on the marimba. And then possibly other people, uh, you know, rotating as well. And this one was, you know, Trey on marimba, um, Mike going over and, and playing the, the keys as he did um, in Mansfield before the power cut out, and, um, and Paige going over to play the bass. And, you know, I, I got to say that, there, you know, there's, there's a balance between the, the idea of sort of this rotation jam as a novelty, you know, um, and actually creating good good music from it um and i think that you know they're starting to get to the point where it's like okay you got to do a little bit you know we get it you guys are playing each other's instruments it's fun um but like they've got to do a little bit more for it to sort of sustain i think the fans interest um but there are a couple of moments during the martian monster where it definitely did not sound like martian monster anymore anymore it still sounds good you know i mean page not being the bassist, but still being able to control where the harmony goes because he's holding the bass. Um, you know, he's playing some interesting, some interesting pitches that are really affecting the way the sound sort of moves, the way the harmony moves. And well, you know, um, Page played yeah. bass back in some of the '94 bluegrass stuff. That's right, he did. Yeah, banjo. so he's uh, he's he got the some capacity bass. to handle that. Yeah. that but this is especially though with like you know in the improvisational setting, right. you know, for him to Different be able to story. sort of control the harmony is very interesting and it leads to some really neat moments where you know they 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 are kind of doing something very new and and creative and fun so yeah i mean it was it was a it was a fun show it was a great way to end a a three night a a three night run um and this sort of first half of tour and everything so cool well um i think we're going to leave everybody with some of ha 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 to celebrate fishman's hometown show and um, I hope everybody's having a good time and safe travels to the gorge. And we'll talk to everyone after that. Jake, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You uh, have a good one. Thanks, you too, man. We're going to play one right now by Syracuse native, Mr. John Fishman. This is one of our favorite songs, and it's dedicated to you 
It's called Ha Ha Ha. John Fisherman, this is called Friends. It's called Friends? Yes, James will do it high school. That's correct. <laughs> it's where Moses do it comes from, actually, the nickname. Anybody out there? Any uh, James will do it people out there? Anybody friends of John Fishman out there? <laughs> to all my friends. Thank you too. Summertime and the living is easy. Fish are jumping. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, I'm Sharon McMahon, longtime government and law teacher. And on my podcast, here's where it gets interesting. I dive deeply into the stories you haven't heard about America's greatest thinkers and figureheads. I also interview many of today's leading cultural experts like Adam Grant, Ken Burns, and Patrick Radden Keefe, who share their insights, challenge us to think in new and innovative ways. So follow Here's Where It Gets Interesting on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. 
acast.com. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.